Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Brianna. How you doing? Hey, Scott. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And this, of course, as was shown briefly, is Crypto Talk with Brianna and Scott. We come at you hopefully uh, every week to bring you some latest crypto news, some crypto ideas, thoughts. And we really are here for any newbies, certainly, in the crypto space and uh, anybody that's been in crypto for a little while. We're going to try to bring uh, some stories, our opinions, our ideas, but we want to really encourage both people that are new to crypto and people that have been in for a little while. Um, but um, yeah, so um, my name is J. Scott McMillan. I have a YouTube channel called Crypto for the Rest of Us, which you can find and subscribe to. be much appreciated. And my host, Brianna. Hi, everybody. I'm Brianna, and I have a YouTube channel called Purified People. And within my channel, I talk about breaking down the categories of our lives and purifying our lives in hopes to create an accelerated path to success in all areas. So that is where crypto comes in for me in our financial life. And um, I have been invested in crypto. I first began back in 2015, very briefly in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then once again, I reinvested last year, beginning of last year. And um, to be completely honest, and this may sound like you, I invested pretty blindly without knowing what anything was, what anything meant. I was using my phone, I was using Coinbase, and um, it wasn't until this year that I decided to really dive in and I began to see new terms like DeFi, NFTs, and I enrolled in a crypto course, London Reels DeFi Academy, and that's where I met Scott. And we have been diving into NFTs and metaverse, crypto, DeFi, technical analysis, and now we are joining forces here and coming to you guys every week. So thanks for being here. And Scott, it's um, always a pleasure to be here with you. And I'll let yeah, you kind of get thank to you. yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting um, ride. I, I've been heavily into crypto uh, really um, since about last Thanksgiving. And uh, but I've invested for I had been invested a couple of years before that in some Bitcoin. Uh, but I really realized that I thought that the, there's a lot of people talking about crypto in the space uh, on YouTube and, and just different ways. But I really felt that there wasn't uh, some good education for new people, especially if, you know, we, we've been around the planet a few times um, and, you know, we're we're not real sure what this new digital you know currency might be or whatever I'm a little bit afraid of it maybe and I really couldn't find really good education out there for 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 people that that you know kind of had the FOMO uh, you know they didn't know what it was about um, because a lot of it is either the young bucks that they're you know talking crypto bro language and they're just going going off you know and they're talking to their peers and you really don't know what the heck they're talking about unless you become enmeshed into uh, some of this crypto talk. And then it was all about, you know, go to the moon and here's this great investment and and, and you're going to get rich and all this stuff. And really, uh, and there were some technical stuff, really technical, you know, articles and videos, which I, I find interesting, but really that's not where you need to start. You need to start really at the basic. So like, what is this all about? Why would, why was it even created? Who created it? Why did we need it? And that's where I like to start. It's just like, what is why, why did crypto come about? And I think once you understand that, like why it was created and what it was created to alleviate or to, to benefit, which is basically the old traditional financial system, um, then you can start to really, you know, kind of dive in and get curious about it. Oh, okay, I get that. And then you'll learn that because of the underlying technology, blockchain technology, which by the way has been around for a long time, Bitcoin just happened to be the first real good use case of the blockchain technology. And then it spawned so much because people now, once they realized that blockchain was this valid way to create security and trust uh, inside of, of a, let's just say, you know, permissionless network, that you can do so many things. And so blockchain will eventually start disrupting all major 
uh, you know, systems, organizations, businesses, you know, and, and with finance first, I think it's going to disrupt the financial world first. I think anything to do with a contract, and again, this I'm probably getting a little bit over people's heads, but the cool thing is, is that with smart contracts on these blockchains allow you to have sort of contractual agreements that are done by code. And so you don't need all these people like lawyers and accountants and everybody to watch over and make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed because the software, the protocol does that for you. So anything that has a contract embedded in there, you can now do this over, over crypto and over blockchain and it's much cheaper, much faster, and it's just opening up a whole new world. So I'm not sure why I just dove into all that, but it just seemed fun to to kind of you know get there. But that's what really you know interests me. And and right now we're just at the infancy, right, Brianna? We're just at the very, very, very beginning of this whole crypto thing. Oh, absolutely. And I think what you touched on with understanding why it was created and what role it's going to play in our future allows you to get a grasp as well us all to get a grasp that it is the beginning we're not late to the party the party's just starting so now's the time to really dive in and learn it is going to be a major role and big part of our future so um, it's very important to understand all the inner workings of it and um, and there's a lot to understand i shouldn't say all because you'll never learn all there's too much right. to know but it's it's truly a brilliant system and it solves a lot of problems and just happy to be a part of it happy to keep learning about it as we yeah. go yeah and we are shooting this show live and so if you are joining us live uh and you're on facebook or youtube on either uh some of my platforms or beyond us go ahead and say hi to us in the comments just uh, say hi and then also if you have a question what would you like to talk about in crypto because we'd be glad to talk about anything that we could talk about and whether we know it or not we probably have an opinion on it right <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> yeah yeah brianna and like to talk it's like fun. sometimes we'll get off this call we'll get off the live call and we'll talk another hour about you know about stuff about crypto mostly <laughs> but the first thing we want to do is we want to dive into a couple of articles and we're going to raise a couple of articles and then we're going to talk about what these articles mean to us and it's fun because again we we don't um we don't know what each one of us is going to talk about necessarily at, at first, and, and it's, so it's always interesting. Uh, so, Brianna, we usually like to start off with you. I'm going to switch over the screen here for you. Um, where are you? I got these little, uh, okay, I think this will do it. Let's try that. I don't know. And I see that my friend Shane Shelton uh, is on and says, hi. Hi, Shane. How you doing? Shane and I went to high school together, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. Hi, Shane. All right. So are you sharing? Oh, that's right. You When you share, I have to assign your sharing. Okay. I'm either. almost there here. Here we go. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, this is my go. second article. I'm going to start... So I'm going to dive a little bit into stablecoins today. Can you see my screen, Scott? Yes, we can. Okay, so stablecoins, they are usually in the news <laughs> and um, they play a major role. But for many of us, we don't quite know what that role is. And um, if you're completely new, I'm going to first kind of go into what stablecoins are and why they were in why would they were um, created in the first place? So stable coins, Bitcoin, when Bitcoin was initially invented, it was invented as a digital currency, but also as a store of value. But since Bitcoin price is so volatile, meaning it fluctuates sometimes drastically from month to month or even hour to hour, this volatility has been one of the largest barriers to cryptocurrency adoption for a casual investor. It makes it difficult to be able to transfer money when the price is fluctuating so much. So stable coins were designed to fix the value to match that of fiat or traditional currency like the US dollar, meaning as long as the value of the asset a stable coin is tied to remains stable, that coin will also remain stable. So the aim is for the stable coin to be pegged one-to-one -to, -one to the US dollar. Some benefits of stable coins are that you can trade your cryptocurrency. So for example, if I had Ethereum, 
I could trade that into a stable coin if I felt that the market was going to take a dip and I wanted to remain at that same price. I could move it into a stable coin temporarily and I could transfer it back into Ethereum or into a different cryptocurrency at a later time. Or if I was going to send a payment to somebody, so say I was going to pay Scott for something, maybe pay Scott for a copy of his book, um, then I would... There you go. I could send him... Yep, I'm going to be reading that soon, Scott. So we'll get into that on another <laughs> time. But, um, and so if I was going to send a payment, then this makes an easy way to be able to send a payment and make that um, amount stay the, remain the same so it's not fluctuating with the market price because... Most cryptocurrencies are so volatile that by the time you even send or transfer a payment, by the time it's received, it can fluctuate in price. And so it's one great thing about stable coins. Um, and they're just an easy way to be able to send that payment. So there's, there's really huge benefits for them if you're going to use that for a transfer of payment. But there are risks involved. So right now, there are currently not regulations that I know of. Um, that require issue, issuers of stablecoins to protect their liquidity. So users have to trust that those reserves actually exist. And at times, some issuers have taken advantage of that trust. So stablecoins have been heavy in the spotlight to be regulated. And with talks of regulations coming in, similar to ones of conventional banks, meaning that as well as more frequent audits and reserves, so we'll see what's going to happen with stable coins. There's, there's been a lot this last year that's happened. Um, I won't get into the negatives, but there's been some negatives. But a couple of stable coin examples are Tether or USDT. That's the biggest one. That's the most used one. And then DAI and USDC. And USDC is the one that I typically use. I just always have. And I don't know why I feel the best with USDC. But now we have... Ave, and this is going to lead me into my next article, who is a decentralized finance protocol, Ave is, and they are coming up with a new stablecoin called Go, or G-H-O. So I'm going to go into that article because that is pretty big news. Have yeah, you before about you, bef yeah, before you go in there, I want just a couple comments about stablecoins in general. Um, mm -hmm. They are, um, they really have what's propelled, I think, crypto in, into a really viable financial mechanism. Um, because this is, you needed something stable <laughs> to really balance out everything that's so volatile in the crypto market, right? Um, and, and it can be used in multiple ways. And as, as you said, Brown, where you can move funds in and out of different coins and to, to a stable coin preparing, let's say, you know, if, if the market is, is going down or that particular coin is, you think is going to go down, you can move it out of there, put it into a stable coin, but you're still in crypto, right? And that that's the key, as you mentioned, that you don't have to go back out to fiat again and go through that whole process of transferring, you know, your fiat back into some sort of crypto. You can just be ready to move it wherever. And in fact, when I talk to my students and, and I'm, I'm telling them, you know, how, how much capital should you have and where should you apply that capital? You know, I say that you need 20% uh, of the overall capital that you're going to be investing into uh, crypto in some sort of reserve, like a stable coin, that you can be ready to move that into something quick. And not necessarily always the fact that you have to pull it out, pull it out of another investment that you're in. But if something new comes along or if a certain coin, you know, goes down and like what they call buying the dip. Right. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I still really believe in this coin. And it's 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 the price is really good now. I want to put some funds in there. So in, and have, instead of having to sell something to move into that, you've got this this reserve that's ready to go to take advantage of that. So you can get in on a really good price. So that that's one of the ways that I like to use the, the stable coins. Oh, but absolutely. yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about um, Go. Yes, and touching on that too, it does take time. I have run into instances before where I wanted to get into something and I did not have that stable coin reserve in. And when I've submitted my 
fiat into it. It takes time before I can make moves. And so again, just another benefit of having it in that reserve stable coin versus having it in cash and going through the process of the waiting game. So I, yeah, stable coins have become my best friend, just so everybody knows. I didn't know what they were when they first came out or what their purpose was, but I love them and I'm all about them, but I just want to find the right one that I feel the safest with because and, let, and just reiterate, I just want to reiterate, and now you mentioned it, but I just want to reiterate, stable coins don't move. They stay at a dollar. Now, they may fluctuate a few pennies up and down, um, but but it's funny because there are people that, you know, they get in they get in to crypto and, and maybe they have some stable coin or, or whatever, and they're looking, they're like, you know, why is this price not moving? It just seems to be a dud. Well, it isn't supposed to move. It's supposed to just stay there. So when you're looking at a chart, it should it should be flat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it should be flat. You don't want that one to move. That's right. Right. If it moves, then it's not doing well. Right. Okay, that rarely happens. Okay, so go. Here we are with Ave and another project that I just love. I get a little bit too emotionally invested sometimes. Stanny with Ave, he's the founder, and I just. He just seems like such an incredible human being. So those are the type of people that I like to not just be invested in, but if everything, if all of the boxes check, then it's just a bonus when you have a good founder. And that's how I feel about standing. So Well, and that little um, ghost is pretty dang cute. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll just go ahead and read over this article. The Ave community has voted in favor to create a new stable coin, Go pegged to the dollar, on-chain data analytics site into the block reports that user activity on the Aave protocol has reached a new yearly high. And then right here we're saying go stablecoin amid FUD. And for those of you who don't know, FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Since the initial DeFi buzz last year and the subsequent woes that befell the financial system, there has been massive FUD and unending questions about the sustainability of the decentralized finance system. Aave, which is one of the largest lending platforms on DeFi, however, recording increasingly positive activity on its platform. Data from the Into the Block reports show that over 1,860 addresses made transaction transactions in just a few days around the voting process of the introduction of Go stablecoin on Aave DAO. The Aave token reached a new high for the year as well, going 114% up from bottom. The token is, however, still yet to do 2021 numbers and has been experiencing volatility since the vote to create the new stablecoin passed. And so just for an example of how volatile this the market is with Aves with this token it went up from $77 level last Tuesday to over 108 over the weekend before dropping back to $91 a 6% decline in the last 24 hours as at writing time according to coin market cap and then it goes into Aves yield earning go stable coin um, okay so the newly approved stable coin go will function like regular algorithmic stable coins so it does function like an algorithmic stablecoin, which I'm curious of your thoughts on that, Scott. Um, but I'll, I'll just finish this article because I'm almost done, uh, which means it will mint exactly $1 worth of the Go token when users provide $1 worth of cryptocurrency collateral. Users will continue earning interest on their supplied collateral. The interest payments on the stablecoin will be sent to the DAO generating revenue for the community and effectively allowing it to fund its treasury. Aave's Decentralized Autonomous Organization, so that's what DAO stands for, is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Proposal was backed by 99.9% .9 of voters who pledged over $500 million worth of Aave in approving the measure to create Go. The stablecoin will be launched soon since it got almost 100% approval. Do you have any thoughts on the new stablecoin? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit. Let's back up a little bit for, for newbies here. Um, Aave is a decentralized DeFi protocol. Um, and again, what I like to do, because I think most people new into crypto really only understand or think about coins. 
they think about Bitcoin, they they maybe heard of Ethereum, then they may have heard of these other 10 coins or whatever, and they know that there's you know thousands of, of different coins out there. And I think most people that are new to crypto think, oh, well, it's like a stock. I can invest in this coin and hope it goes up in price. And that is all true, but it's just a tiny part of, here, let me get back on uh, this mode. It's just a tiny part of crypto, um, really, which is amazing. Um, and, and the area that I'm focusing on most of is this decentralized finance area, this DeFi. And so when this is completely decentralized, there are no people necessarily overseeing these protocols. Now, there are obviously developers and people that create it, but once they deploy it onto the blockchain, it's code. So Aave is one of these purely decentralized exchanges that you can swap out crypto. So if you've got some Bitcoin, you want Ethereum, you can go into Aave and you swap this out. So you don't need to touch any centralized exchange like Coinbase or anything like that. You don't need to provide your identity or anything. You, once you're into crypto, you can just connect to their app. And if you've already got some crypto, you can start swapping it, right? Then there are other ways where you can now earn interest. So you can use their platform to stake or put your assets, your other like coins in to a liquidity pool or make use of these funds and then you can earn interest. And there are other ways and protocols that you can make money from these protocols. What was interesting was that Compound is another one that was one of the very first of these decentralized exchanges. And they were the first one to come out with a token themselves, which they called the comp token. And what they did is they were one of the first uh, decentralized applications that, that allowed you to earn this interest. So basically, if you, if you purchased the comp token and you held it, you then could earn, or no, let me back this up. If you placed, let's say, Bitcoin or Ethereum or a stable coin into the compound or also Aave protocol, and you staked it or you provided liquidity, you would earn tokens, comp tokens. And so this became a really good benefit. And so uh, Uniswap and, and Compound and all, a lot of these different decentralized exchanges, a lot of people flock there because they're like, I can earn a lot of these tokens. And if the token goes up in price, that's a pretty cool thing because I'm not having to buy them, I'm earning them by just staking or putting my other assets into that protocol which is called providing liquidity. And this is how they actually work. Because if people don't provide tokens, staking them or putting them in the protocol, then they there's no tokens there for people to use. So that's how they do this. They say, look, you put your tokens in here or your, your coins and we'll, we'll pay you in comp token or this new, you know, these new tokens. And now uh, they become very valuable, which you can cash in for cash or put them somewhere else. So what's interesting about Aave now is that is that they're creating their own token, which is cool. But as in Compound and and, and uh, some of these other DEXs, those are tokens, true tokens that just go up and down by supply and demand. So you, if you invest in them, buy them, and or earn them, they hopefully go up, and you, you know, you've earned uh, you've earned money, you've earned assets. Well, this one is, it's a, it's a stable coin. So I'm not sure how they're going to deploy this. Are you going to be able to earn this like Compound or maybe Uniswap or some of these other DEXs? Or is this strictly going to try to compete with all other stable coins um, and you just have to buy it uh, on the open market? So I don't really know. Um, but you asked me about what I think about the algorithmic stable coins. Well, as one who invested in an algorithmic stablecoin and lost my shirt, well, maybe not my shirt, um, I, I lost some money in it, I'm not a fan, you know, because I've been personally burned. And this is the, this is that concept that I, it's always interesting to me because, well, without wading into this, but it's kind of like COVID, right? It's like in the early days, especially, it's like if you didn't know anybody that got COVID or you didn't get COVID, you're kind of like, what's this COVID thing about, you know? But if you were affected with COVID or your family member or somebody was infected with COVID um, and they suffered, you were like, you you got it, you know? Kind of the same thing with stable coins or these different coins. It's like if you didn't invest and get, didn't get burned by the uh, UST stable coin, you probably 
you know, we're like, okay, these algorithmic ones are, you know, maybe they're good or whatever. Uh, but once you get burned, then you, you hopefully, you know, it's like shame on you if you get burned twice, right? <laughs> so that's where I am. So I'm not going to be touching any any algorithmic stable coins for now because right now it's USDC for me. So there are multiple stable coins, as you mentioned, right? They, a lot of them, some of them are backed by assets. Some of them are backed by a combination of crypto assets, cash, Bitcoin, you know, some different things. Some of them are just an algorithm that try to keep it pegged to the dollar. USDC, from what I can understand by Circle, yeah, um, is the is it has been audited and verified that every stablecoin dollar that you own is backed up by some sort of asset, and and a lot of it's in cash or gold or something pretty liquid. So right now, USDC is my favorite. Uh, that's all I'm using in stablecoin land. Um, so yeah. But you know, I like Abe too, and I and I think it's interesting. So um, I'm rooting one on because, as far as I know, Brianna, there really hasn't been one algorithmic stablecoin that has actually made it or um, you know been successful. There's been a lot of failures. UST in the Luna environment went for a couple years, two or maybe more years, and worked flawless until it didn't, and it crashed down to zero. Um, and, and I could be wrong. There's probably some other little ones that have, that have worked, but, um, it's a great idea. You know, I, I hope it works, but right now it, they, it hasn't proved it. So, um, what do you think? Would you invest in it? It's going to be interesting. Um, I feel very comfortable with USDC. I don't plan to go invest right now in go or, you know, just go use go, um, because I feel comfortable where I'm at. Um, and I would need to see, I guess, how it plays out. There would have to be something that really drew me in. I have to keep my emotions aside because, like I said, I get very, if I watch an interview or I watch something and I love the mm. message behind a founder, I can get very, I can get just very passionate and gung-ho on wanting to be a part of that, support it, be a part, you know, just kind of be along those lines. But that doesn't, that's something that needs to be removed. And I always have to check myself there. Um, That's a really good point. I, I'm really I'm impressed, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it really is how a lot of people get wrecked, um, and 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 we're all human, right? And we're emotional human beings, so it's so it makes natural sense to do that. Um, and and you know, there are there are ways to be passionate. You know, like you can be passionate about and emotional about the crypto space as a whole. We're going to talk about a couple of things when I get to some articles that I think we can both can get, get behind and be passionate about. But when you are talking about something you're going to invest your money in, it's good to have no emotion, as least emotion as you can. And yet it's hard. So I think, you know, this is why I really, you know, like doing the show with you because, you know, you're so vulnerable and honest about how you got into the space and what you what you didn't know and what you've learned um, and and moving forward because that's what we're all here and we all had to start somewhere and learn some somewhere and um, you know you've been very open about that how you know you just kind of didn't know some of this stuff and kind of were going on your emotions but you you took the time you 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 learned you took put the time and you learned and you're like hey I guess that isn't such a good thing and and you understand why you know when you start to see some of these examples so. So yeah, good on you, and uh, I think that's a really important point uh, to bring in the emotion because I am with you when you see some of these charismatic people, you know, and and they have such passion themselves, you know, and, and it makes sense to you, like oh that makes sense, you know, you want to really get involved, and there's nothing wrong in you know checking them out, maybe putting a little bit of money in there, um, you know, just to see how things go, and then as you grow confidence in the project in them that's great so i'm like you there are little projects that i kind of have you know a soft spot for that i kind of watch close and maybe i'll put a little bit of money in in there to kind of see how it goes um you and i have talked about the wolf den um that's that's one of those areas that i have a lot of passion for them i love what they're trying to do um and i i love the way that the model they use is that if if you want to uh if you want to to um play in their in their ecosystem you don't just throw money in there. You've got to learn. So you've got to go through these little hoops of learning what it is to put your money in exchange, maybe uh, convert it from 
uh, the Ethereum network to the Binance network and then, you know, buy these tokens. And once you buy a certain amount of tokens in their ecosystem, then you become like a member. And then if you want to uh, move up to like a higher membership, then you, I think the second one is you have to buy an NFT. Um, and so you have to go through those hoops learning how to do that. I love that model. So I put a little bit of money in there, but it, not all my money because I'm still learning it. So yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, and just one final note on that. I think um, Aave being one of the most decentralized protocols that there is, Stable coins are typically centralized. So I'm curious on how that's going to mm. play out. Um, I don't doubt that they will put in every effort because I think that's just what they, I, they really accentuate Ave is who I'm referring to. They accentuate authenticity. They accentuate transparency and decentralization community. So um, that's what crypto is about. That's kind of the core principles and that's one thing that I love about Ave. And uh, so I'm gonna be here cheering them on for sure and watching on the sideline. Um, and who knows, if I, if I decide to see what it's about, I'll let you know with Go. And nice. um, hopefully, hopefully it will be successful. I'm, I'm cheering them on. Yeah, me too, me too. All right, well, good articles, good topics, really good, good generic, good stuff that we all I think can learn a lot about um, and pay attention to. So I'm glad you kept them pretty neutral, pretty pretty uh, pretty positive because mine aren't going to be that way so much. Um, I I've got I I really hate to do this because I really want to stay positive and I'm going to stay as positive I can and check me if I get going down the rabbit hole. I might a little bit. I might get a little and and I'm going to get emotional. We're talking about emotional here, but let 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 me share this. Um, all right. So basically what I want to talk about, yeah, is is the state of, of crypto and the hacking and potential scams out there. And again, I'm a crypto advocate. I want as many people into crypto as possible. Um, I want people to join, you know, my crypto academy. You know, I, I love the crypto space, but I've always known, you know, that there are some hacks and there are some scammers out there. And I've always said, oh, the mainstream media, they they give it too much attention um, and, you know, they make it sound worse than it is. And I totally believe that um, they do. But there are some. So there are definitely bad players out there that are trying to, you know, take our money from us. But what I want to talk about here is something that's a little more insidious. And I think that the crypto space needs to grow up a little bit. And this may not be for new people, but this is really for the crypto community as a whole. We need to wake up to to basically code that is not done well, is not good software out there. So what happened here, and this is just one of one of many, but this one really got me because the Solana network um, had a had a. It, I guess it, it's a hack. And, you know, you see these headlines all the time. Nearly 4.5 million worth of tokens have been drained from thousands of Solana wallets since Tuesday. You see that kind of stuff all the time. But if you go down a little further, you'll start to see that as they're investigating what happened here, they're saying that, that these software are, that the wallets had the tokens drained in a widespread attack totaling 4.5 million. Um, the exploit is believed to be due to, a, to software in certain wallets, including Slope and Phantom. These are, these are uh, hot wallets that we all have and that we all have to use in the decentralized world. You know, I use MetaMask. I think Brianna uses MetaMask. I use a couple, or MetaMask. I use a couple of different ones. This is the beauty. You use these wallets that are on your computer or your phone to then, and you just sign up for them. You just, you don't have to put your ID or identity in there, and then you you get your password and your seed phrases. And so we'll talk about this, and we've talked about it before, is that this is what this is your crypto seed phrases, your private keys. And so your wallet is secured by this private, by these private keys that only you have. And you know, I always tell people, don't put these in your phone, don't put them on your computer, write these down and keep them in a safe place because 
in your wallet, your crypto assets, the only way you're supposed to be able to get into those is from these private keys that only you hold. It's, it's the bedrock of being safe and secure when you're using crypto. Take care of your keys. Well, what happened here, from what I'm piecing together, is that when they looked at this, they found that, that the problem wasn't necessarily with Solana, the Solana software. It was with a, uh, a wallet created by this company called Slope. And it was a Slope wallet. And let's see, let me scroll down here a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's on the second page. And so what happened was uh, this wallet, apparently, if you if this was your wallet and you access the Solana network at any time, the keys, your private keys, were somewhere on a server open to the to the public, and they were in plain English. They weren't encrypted. So they took the encrypted keys, somehow they got converted to normal, well, to like your seed phrases. So just real briefly, when you create a wallet, the wallet will say, here's this encrypted key, and it's a big, huge, you know, alphanumeric number. But for humans, it breaks it down into little phrases. Like it might be, you know, bicycle and tube and, you know, ice cream or whatever. And there's usually 12 of these. So when you as a human need to type these in to, to get into your wallet, you type in these phrases because we can remember those, right? Well, that's only for us to type in. When you when they get into the system, when you type in the system, they're, they're, they're encrypted. They're encoded. No systems can hack those, or supposedly. And they can't because it's very, very robust cryptography. But what happened is that on this... Slope server, there was this wallet, those got it interpreted into the seed phrases and somebody got into that server and found all those seed phrases and then was able to just go into those wallets like they owned them and steal all the funds out of, their, out of those wallets. Um, so let me see. Let me go into the second part. I've got... Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, no, that's not the one. That's my next one. Oh, I must have exited it out. Okay, well, that's all right. Um, I'm going to go back to this. Okay, so that's just completely irresponsible. And this isn't the first time something like that has happened. You know, it's one thing when you've got a lockdown system. I mean, we know that hackers get into, you know, government systems and, you know, we get it. There are hackers out there that do this, but it's very, very hard for them to get in. And and we know that for the most part, hackers in our in our government facilities and you know corporations, um, they fail all the time because there's a lot of protection. Well, the crypto mark, the crypto crypto should be doing the same thing. Why are all of these hackers able to get into this software? And it's my contention and my this is my personal opinion that. It's too easy to to put pro, to put a, a crypto protocol out there. It's open open source software. You can grab this. You can copy somebody else's code from another project. Put your name on it. Say it's a project. Put it out there. Market it and advertise people to start using your product. And and they don't do the due diligence to make sure that this code is really solid code. That it that it works well. And and God forbid that you have some sort of leak that puts people's seed phrases out on a server which anyone can get to or I don't know if anyone can get to it but these people somebody did that was just completely irresponsible so there's more to come on that they're always investigating more in that story so maybe you know maybe it'll come out that there's some other factor in there but I just see too much of this where there is hack after hack and the the community needs to take a hold of this and and just make this serious because this isn't just some video game that people are putting out there that are people playing. You know, it's like, oh, let's play some games for a little while. This is people's hard-earned money. Sometimes their savings, their retirement that they're trusting and putting out onto these protocols to do what you said it was going to do. And then to do something that responsible, uh, irresponsible, you know, it's just in, it's just incredible. And it just, it really fires me up. And, you know, how are we going to bring new people into the space if we can't trust it? So... That's about as negative as I want to get uh, at this point, but I really think that the community needs to step up here. 
and uh, we need to put some some we need to self-regulate because we know the government's coming in and this is one of the reasons and had we been better at self-regulating ourselves you know our, our protocols and making them more secure maybe the government wouldn't be coming down so hard necessarily um, now we'll see what happens because you know frankly yeah come on in government someone's got to protect us right um, you know, and, and so I think that we could be, you know, big boys and girls enough to, to have to put code out there that's been audited. That's the other thing. You know, um, I don't know how much they had this particular wallet had been audited. Most of them have, but there aren't there's lots of auditing. You know, you want to have a I don't know what the good ones are, but, you know, the protocols like Aave and Compound, you know, and some of the big ones, Uniswap that we've talked about, they spend a lot of money having audits done you know so somebody's checking the code to make sure it's working you know there's there's not these these bugs and these holes in there so um even with that you know this happens and and unfortunately we're, it kind of gets thrown out there like oh another you know 47 million just got hacked you know like oh okay you know <laughs> we gotta take it more seriously and um yeah so so I am a firm believer that we can do this. That the community wants to do this. These are good people in the crypto community. I mean, there's just bad people out in the world and on the internet, right? Um, so I get it. But man, we can we can just be more responsible. I think we should. So that's my soapbox. And um, yeah, so I had to I had to get off my chest, Brianna. I had to get it out there. Well, you know, I think we're in times where, and I don't think that was negative. I think that holding ourselves and each other accountable to high standards is what is necessary to bring us to better levels. It's kind of one of those things, like you said, if you know the government's going to come in, if we can't take care of ourselves, if we can't do it ourselves, and I, I, I relate this every day. I, I kind of have those thoughts going through my head with just everyday things. You know, We have a lot of freedom here at this time, and mm -hmm. it's what we do with it, and we hold a tremendous power and um, we also, you know, there's people who who stoop to levels um, and take advantage of situations in everything. Um, you know, there's just so many different types of people in the world and that greed is going to exist in every system. And so I guess it comes up to the, down to the users um, until those regulations are in place. And it's hard to say what regulations will do if it will fully cracked down. I mean, we still have hacks going on in, a, in the banks and, in, you know, that's, that happens even on a wider scale. Um, but it's, uh, it really comes down to us as the users to really do our due diligence and be responsible and just hold each other accountable. I'm glad that you brought that up today. I think that we have to hold ourselves to the highest standards possible so that we can, we can not just have a repeat, you know, of what we're trying to overcome in the first place. We want to take this to new levels. Right. We want to take ownership over our wealth and be able to be our own bankers, but we have to be able to do that. So we have to take responsibility and understand what the purpose is. So I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and and you know, we do. And ultimately it does come down to your own individual responsibility. I get that. Um, and, and there are ways that you could try to protect yourself, but this would have been a situation from what I can tell that no matter what you would have done, protecting yourself and doing the right thing, this was negligent on someone's part about putting our seed phrases our, that should be never see the light of day in the seed phrases other than in your notebook, which is what I tell people to do, write this down in you know a notebook, and that should be the only time it ever presented anywhere, to be presented on a server somewhere in just plain English. Um, mm. And, and so that's that's the kind of thing. And and so, yes, it's our responsibility. But I, I, I think that that's, that's the key is that we need to, we need to, as a community, as a whole, start holding people accountable, start really putting some pressure somehow, I don't even know, I'm not a programmer, um, you know, to do this, to, to, to make people more responsible that create code, that put these projects out there. Now, um, I, I'm going to do, I'll, I'll do a video and I'll put it up on my YouTube channel about how you actually can um, be a little more safer in your MetaMask wallet. 
a lot of wallets have this option. But one of the things, now I'm not sure that this would have helped in this case, but early on before they found out that they uh, allowed these seed phrases on this open server, there was a lot of talk about, well, they somehow hacked the wallets. Um, and one of the things that you can do, whenever you connect to a decentralized uh, application, a DEX, um, pretty much any protocol with your MetaMask wallet or other you know, hot wallet, if you don't disconnect where you've been, it will live there. There will be a connection. And a lot of times I call this a permission because when you connect to one of these protocols, you have to give it permission. That's a good thing um, to say, yes, I want to connect to this protocol. Unfortunately, when you just log out or you just close your browser down or whatever, that connection still remains. And that allows then potentially somebody that gets into that protocol to then get into your wallet. And that hack has happened a lot. So one of the things you want to do is that every time that you leave a protocol, you go into your MetaMask, you click the three little dots on the on the top right, it'll go down, it'll say connected sites, you click on that and it'll show you all the sites that you're connected to and you disconnect them manually one by one. So that's at least one thing you can do. Um, I'll do a little video to show that, uh, to, to make sure everybody understands that because at least that's something that I can do, we can do to be as safe as possible on our end. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, and again, at some point, we're going to start taking these opportunities to just more and more of us get involved and do what we could do to help everyone be, be safer. But I can't, I'm not, a, I'm not writing their code. I'm not a project, you know, manager. So I can't make them write the good code. Um, but I think as a community, we can do it. Right. And MetaMask, like MetaMask is very basic, but it does not, it's not very user friendly. <laughs> and it does right. not pop up. Like you said, it does not pop up automatically and ask you to disconnect. You have to take that initiative and disconnect yourself. It's really, it is an important step. And I make sure to do it every time as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's the small little things that we can do. And just one more note on the code, you know, I see, and I see that with even the advertisements, people can create their own coins. It's And I even hear people who are just going to create a coin. There's nothing backing it. We just have to keep in mind, just because there's something on a central exchange or something that you can invest in does not mean that it has anything backing it. So just making sure that you do your due diligence and do your research on that project. And that's other ways that we can try to keep ourselves safe in the long run too. Yeah, D-O-Y-R. Looks better when it's in print. Do your own research. That's, I, one thing I love about the, the crypto community is that it, it abbreviates everything, you know, and it, 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 you know, like, and hodl, you know. Some, some drunk guy couldn't spell hold and now everyone knows about hodl. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and DYOR, I mean, there's, yeah, I, I think, I'll have to dig out that, remember I, a couple of weeks ago, I did that uh, slang uh, crypto terms, I'll have to dig yeah. that out. Yeah, you'll have to, we'll have to do that one of these Because Because we'll have to do that again, because that's kind of fun. Well, this one is 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 kind of fun, we've got a few more minutes here, um, uh, let's see, so let me go to this, and uh, this one's about the metaverse, which is always fun to talk about, right? Um so let's see, seven facts about the metaverse that you should know. And I love this article, ASAP, like, okay, <laughs> like what's going to happen? <laughs> ASAP. Um, okay, so here's my favorite one. I mentioned this actually in, in one of our first uh, crypto talks. Um, the term metaverse comes from a, a novel. And it, this guy, Neil Stevenson, created this novel called Snow Crash. And um, if, you're, if you're a crypto junkie, um, you need to go buy or listen to this book. I listened to it on, on uh, I listened to the audiobook, and it's awesome. And it was it was way back before any of this stuff. You know, back in the '90s. You know, before you know, just as the internet was was coming around, he coined this term metaverse, and it really was about what I think it says in here that it's, uh, he imagined a virtual world where real people interact with digital avatars and purchase virtual land and money. 
and he he created this concept and wrote it in this book and it's a really fascinating story in fact after listening to that story i'm like oh this is really good stuff it's sci-fi of course i went and listened to another one of his books which is amazing he's written a ton of them um and uh, i plan to listen to a whole bunch more because they're really good they're really good novels um so yeah so that's a fact about the metaverse number two facebook put up 10 million to build their metaverse okay so here's the thing um yeah facebook feels that it's going to be a big deal so they put a lot of money in, in there um but doesn't mean that they are the true metaverse uh in fact there's a lot of people in this space that that think they're going to fail they're not going to they're a centralized business they're they're out to just make a bunch of money and um you know that's not necessarily what web3 and crypto is about it's about decentralization so we'll see how they pull this off um they're gonna put a lot of money behind it they changed their name to meta um, which, you know, whoopee, uh, but <laughs> that's another fun little fact. Number three, the metaverse is not just one technology trend. So, uh, sure, it says um, when experts state that the metaverse has immense potential, it's important to know that they aren't talking about one particular form of technology. Several significant technological, technological changes or trends will play a role, like augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Of course, NFTs are going to play a big, big part of, of the metaverse, too. So the metaverse is cool because it's sometimes it's called Web3. Sometimes it's called, you know, uh, the, the, the metaverse. Sometimes it, it, it's equated with gaming, which, you know, sort of is right now. But I think it's going to be much, much bigger than that. I think that's a place where we're going to go uh, interact with each other, go shopping. Um, instead of just buying stuff on Amazon, we're going to... our Physical avatars, I think, are going to go in and go into the Amazon store, and we'll be interacting with people as in our avatars, and then we'll buy something. It's going to be cool. Number four, gaming will be critical to the metaverse. So, like I said, I think gaming is a big part of it right now, um, and it will be integrated. It's bringing a lot of people's interest that are in the gaming world, but it's going to be much, much bigger. Uh, number five, analysts say that the metaverse could be worth trillions. Yeah, this is... Um, Catherine Wood, founder of and CEO of ARK in, in Invest. So she invests, she's a VC, invests in lots of tech, lots of crypto. She believes it's going to be a multi-trillion dollar opportunity. Um, and that's not too bad. Number six, the first metaverse marriage already happened. So um, this talks about, you know, internet dating and how that, you know, nobody thought that was going to happen. And that was a big deal. And now people are getting married in the metaverse. And I think that will be very common at some point. Uh, seven, there won't be just one metaverse. Yeah, so I think that, you know, meta, Facebook meta is going to have their own metaverse. Right now, there are multiple uh, companies or, or projects that are creating their own little metaverses. Decentraland is one. Uh, the Sandbox is one. Um, there's one that I really like uh, called Landian that um, I'm trying to get in there. I don't think they've fully launched it yet, but Landian is, is a big one. There's also one called BitCountry that is a metaverse it also kind of talking about what we were talking about it allows anyone to create their own metaverse their home a whole metaverse like you could create a whole metaverse and then people could buy land in it and you can do that all from big country and, and again like just like sandbox is allowing people to uh create blocks of land and entities 3d models and then 3d people uh without knowing coding or anything and i think that's cool because you're 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 inside the, you know, the the sandbox. You know, it's, you can't get into too much trouble because you're inside of that environment. Um, and they allow you to have the tools to easily create these 3D environments, which is pretty cool. So that's a just little fun fact about the metaverse that I thought was fun. That was what do you think about that one? Like, I love that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, Are you going to get married in the metaverse? <laughs> Would you get I, married? I, Would you? Oh, uh, well, I can never say never, but I don't I don't see that happening. Oh. Um, but, but I don't know. I mean, you never know. Um, you never know. The fact that I'm even gung-ho on the metaverse is just blows my mind still to this day. Um, you know, if you would have asked me a year ago anything about metaverse, I would just say, stay away. I want nothing to do with it. And I would think about <laughs> Facebook. But since then, I have come right. very far in that understanding. Um, I did a video on it a while ago, the difference between 
Um, it's on my channel, The Difference Between Facebook Metaverse and the Open Metaverse. Um, so I, right. I'm pretty passionate about it. I'm pretty passionate about it. And I think it's, it's uh, going to give us, hopefully, if it all goes as, as, it, sh as it should, then we'll get um, you know, rights over ourselves and over our data. And that's in the Open Metaverse. And yeah. um, it's just opportunity and so much opportunity for everybody to create. And I love that. Just yes, uh, create. endless opportunity. It sounds like we can create, everybody can create their own metaverse if they choose to. So yeah. um, I love it. I can't wait to see what's to come. And I'm sure it will be beyond what we can even fathom right now. I know. I know. It's good. I'm going to, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to, since you brought it up, I'm going to plug my book here a little bit. Be the hero of your life. And the reason I'm doing this is because I really have plans and ideas to take uh the hero concept like my business is called hero life and and so this is what i'm so excited about crypto for because my book really talks about taking responsibility for your own life learning learning through the hero's journey like who you are at a deep level it's like what in the past what in your life created you as you are today and then taking responsibility for that so that you can create the life that you want and so it's the same thing with finances, taking 100% responsibility for your finances so you can also create the life that you want. So I'm going to eventually be rolling in crypto for the rest of us into the Hero Life brand. Um, and, you know, my my avatar, we got my avatar, Crypto Hero. That's my avatar. Um, and and I'm really going to blend this in together where there will be a metaverse. There'll be, you know, either a full metaverse about, you know, Hero Life, Hero Life Land or Hero Land, something like that. And, uh, and or a spot where you can come in and people can learn about personal development, taking responsibility for their own lives, taking responsibility for their finances, but you'll be able to walk in and interact with people in your 3D avatar. Um, so I'm going to make that happen and you're going to help me <laughs> because we're, we're, we're all going to get into this metaverse thing and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We'll see when, but we're going to do it. That is so exciting. I love it. And I'm your book right now i am i actually read the entire description of it today and um, as i was working i read the description and i have it downloaded and i'm going to get started right. i've been waiting for the right time and now is the time so i'm glad now is the it. time well it's it's really good so i, I always want to mention this too because you know some people are turned off by the word hero especially you know maybe females um but it is it isn't like that at all when i mean hero i just mean taking control of your own life whatever that is hero heroine whatever it's like you have control be the hero king queen whatever you know you identify with but it's really identifying with it. you've got the power within to make your own life i love it and i like the name i like the word hero <laughs> yeah i do too so, yeah yeah i love it and i like crypto hero i think you're on a roll you're on the right track yeah <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, it's the other thing. So I, I, I can't, I'll be remiss if I don't say that, you know, I've got my Casey Chiefs shirt on today because football season is about to start here. Uh, big Casey Chiefs fan. So, you know, I grew up in Montana and Brianna's in, in Idaho and we didn't have professional teams there. So I think Seattle was probably my, my favorite team. I think I've seen you in a Seattle Seahawks jersey, right? I have worn a Seattle Seahawks shirt. Yeah, I have. I don't follow it as much as I used to, but yeah, I've been to a couple games, and yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. I'm I'm glad Football's it's the fun. season. I am yeah. too. When it gets a little colder, like right now, it's so hot here in Kansas City. Um, but when it gets a little colder and you get that crisp chill and you got football season, but anyways, yeah, so they just started training camp here and the poor guys, it's like, you know, it's a hundred degrees here and humidity and they're outside working on this, but I don't feel too sorry for them. You know, they're making millions of dollars. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> good for them. Anyways. Uh, well, that's about all we should have. It's oh, 731. So I think we had a good full hour. Once again, always a pleasure, Brianna, talking to you about crypto and life in general. Yes, Thank you. it was a great talk today. Thanks, Scott, and thanks everybody who's here watching. Yeah, you thank you, everybody. Time. Yeah, and if you watch this on replay, just comment in there that you watched it on replay and give us a shout out and tell us what you love about crypto or you know whatever you wanted, whatever you want to talk about. So, thanks again, and we'll see you next week for more crypto talk. Bye. <laughs>